Welcome to the Speaking Words of Life for Educators podcast, where we shine a bright light on your incredible call of carrying the kingdom of God into your classroom, school, and community. It's here that you'll be transformed by the truth of your identity and activated to live the full life Jesus paid for. I'm your host, Jessica Glover, and I warmly welcome you to get ready to be encouraged, strengthened, and activated today in your position in the world of education. I am so glad you're here. So Claire and I are here and we're just talking about when we feel a spirit of heaviness or there's like, yeah, an oppression in our school and it feels really heavy in the room or in the school itself. What do we do? And then this whole, the other thing of Jesus, I expect you to show up with signs, wonders, and miracles through me. I haven't seen them yet in the school. Maybe I've seen them in my church or they've seen them on the street. You've used me before in the past, but how do we walk in this place of continual expectation? So we're just jumping into a conversation. We're inviting you along (laughs) and we'll see where God takes this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I was just saying like, there's these things that I've asked God for, you know, I make a list at the beginning of the year, um, sometime before and after getting to know the students, um, like I want to see this, you know, learning disability broken off of this kid, or I want, um, to see, you know, this physical disability, um, be healed in, in my classroom this year. I, I have that desire like that. No one leaves the classroom without having full wholeness, um, in all areas, spiritually, um, physically, mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. and, and just asking God for those things, like even almost on a checklist, like, God, this is what I want to see this year. Um, that's so good. And, and walking through, like, what does that look like day to day? If I haven't seen it yet, Mm -hmm. not taking it on as like, it's all on me. I have to muster this up, but also not, um, getting stuck in disappointment and how to keep pushing forward. Um, I'm even reminded of, you know, the pastor at my church, um, Bill Johnson at Bethel, uh, he talked about his season. He talks about it often, like his season when he first started hearing of miracles happening today, or these things that were happening after I think the Toronto, uh, blessing and just having this thing of, I believe this, but it's not, I'm not seeing it. And then now years and years later, I mean, there's been such a journey for him in the church, but, um, these things are happening now at the Mm -hmm. church. And so just, it's, it is a good testimony to, or like just a reminder people like Heidi Baker had prayed for so many people. I can't remember that were blind and she didn't see any of them healed until she did. And then now she's seen so many. And so I think, um, it's good for me to remind myself just because you know, there is a gap right now between what I'm believing for and what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not time to stop because we also have a whole, uh, we have generations behind us of, you know, people that haven't been seeing what we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think back even church history, uh, all of the amazing things that were happening with the early apostles. And then whenever, you know, 300 years later or so, whenever the cessationist teaching started um, happening, where 
that was kind of cut off from the church, like we're not supposed to walk in this, um, then we've had generations of not believing for that in so many denominations. Mm-hmm. Um, so now coming back to bringing that in again, yeah. letting God do that again. And I think when we like look at it, him. yes, <laughs> inviting him to be the same God and do the same things to reveal his goodness, you know, and power, um, thinking about this is a huge momentum shift or just even kind of a tipping point uh, as the global church is starting to wake up again to God here and now. And I think obviously there's places in the world where they never stopped believing for those things. Um, But I think in the Western church, we're starting to see so much more happen as we, like even for me, just tasting it for the first time and going, oh, this really is authentically God and it's, and it's real. And God does still do these things today. And I think that desire we have for that Mm -hmm. is from him. And so to not think, oh God, I'm so disappointed with you because this and this and this didn't happen. It's more of, he has that in my heart. He put that there. So he, you know, it's, it's coming from him and just to keep um, keep asking, keep knocking, you know, mm-hmm. the verses are coming to mind about that asking it will be done. So, um, you know, Bill Johnson talks a lot about how do we give God our disappointment and not let our circumstances dictate our theology, yeah. but let, you know, what we know to be true about God's nature dictate what we believe for in our circumstances to change. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, you know, part of the trickiest thing about being a kingdom minded believer is saying, no, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm still going to believe it. And I'm still going to go for it. Um, and I'm not going to stop even if, you know, it takes a while. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do think that we're going to, you know, we are going to see a shift as we keep pushing forward. And I think as a you know, as a whole church, the the global body, we're pushing something that's been there for a long time, maybe a wall, I don't know, out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not just like this instantaneous, I haven't seen it to be just like all in one day, everything changed. But as we're moving forward, I do yeah. see the yeah. trickle effect and the domino yeah. effect. Yeah, Claire, I feel like a lot of what you're saying is like, number one, it's about posture. Like, how are we posturing? Because when, when we posture ourselves like Jesus, I'm ready to receive. And then we're also, there's a place of contending for the breakthrough, but then remaining in that place of like, and then this is coming from me subbing in the classroom. I've been sharing with you that I've been in a season of subbing. And one thing I'm noticing about is that it's really easy to go into I'm just a tired teacher. This is what I feel in the atmosphere. I feel I'm just a tired teacher. I'm just worn out. I'm overused or these feelings. But instead of saying that to ourselves, if that's happening to go, no, I am a teacher who's connected to the King of glory, the one most holy. I am connected to the one who's the author of time and he's the author of creativity. And I am not lacking in any good thing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so in that case, I'm one in the majority because I'm one with him in the, and I'm in the majority. And so like, constantly coming back. Like you were saying just a little while ago about, we have to keep coming back to the place of what is true. What's true in this circumstance? Who do I know God to be? And in that, who am I like my identity in Christ, even coming back to Ephesians one, I'm like, wait a second. If I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ, Jesus, he covers me. I have the righteousness of Christ. 
then I should be seeing these things happen. But while I'm waiting for them to happen, what is true? He is faithful. Mm -hmm. He is good. So I keep my eyes on him. And I don't know, even through the season of COVID, I think the biggest thing, I mean, we often listen to that song about this is how I fight my battles and it's all about worship. But I, that scripture verse about, I said, where does my help come from? It comes from the maker of heaven and earth. I don't just look at the Hills. I look to God. So Mm -hmm. like if my, if my gaze is on him and I'm continuing to worship him, who's worthy, then he is going to open up that space. I think there's an intimacy like key, but also an invitation from him to us that if we step into this deeper place with him, that he's going to unlock things in us. And then we start to see, like you said, through church history, people are like starting to see things now and go, Oh my gosh, this is really possible. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Then our faith raises and there's more of a place for him to come and land. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Totally. I, you know, something that comes to mind is in this idea of how do we fight and also not stress ourselves out, wear ourselves out, burn ourselves out as teachers. And when I say fight, it's like the spiritual warfare that we are in a battle. And I, you know, that is, there's a tension there. And I was like, God, how do I do both at the same time? How do I, um, how do, how's this kind of sustainable? Because I feel like I'm getting worn out um, in the battle, but I don't think it's supposed to be that way, you know? Um, And I had a picture of me sitting in you know, a hammock outside and with a sword in my, um, like kind of on my lap. And he said, rest is your weapon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I'm sharing this cause I don't know if it's, if it was just for me or for more people, but, um, mm-hmm. that there is, there is a sense of fighting in rest because it goes back to what you said, identity. Mm-hmm. Um, by resting in who we are and who he is, um, that is fighting the enemy. It's not just me standing up and trying to do all my, you know, war moves. It's mm-hmm. and uh, it, a lot of it does come from the sense of resting in God, moving out of that place as we're teaching, um, that peace can actually probably heal more people than me trying to like work something up and like, you know, say the right words, do the right things. Um, performance performance. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's like the sword, the, the weapon is, is rest. And I also thought of, you know, so many days that I walk across the parking lot to go into my classroom, it's easy to feel alone you know, going into my empty classroom to, to pray, to prep and all of that. Um, there was this feeling of kind of like, you know, hopelessness that would try to hit or Mm -hmm. loneliness even. Um, and God just started showing me like almost him walking into class with me or angels coming into the classroom. Mm -hmm. Um, you're not alone. This is not just you and in, in here with these little children. It's, it's so much more behind it that we don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has helped me with um, having hope for the momentum beyond. Sometimes I'm like, I can only teach, you know, this many letters in Spanish today, or 
I can only, you know, differentiate so much. And then it feels like there's so much that I'm not able to get to, but also knowing, but there's so, you know, there could be multitudes of angels doing the part that I can't handle or manage even behavior management. Yeah. Just like you can do God, you can do the part that I won't be able to, to reach. Um, yeah, or you, you fill in <laughs> exactly fill in the gaps. Um, and I think part of it is just this intimacy of going side by side in with Jesus to the classroom, knowing mm. like, this is enough, this right here, you, me together, um, is enough. And that goes completely up against the lie of teachers never feel enough. I know yeah. that's one of my most common lies that I have believed, um, as I just subconsciously, even as I go mm-hmm. through the day feeling like this isn't enough for this kid, this yeah. isn't enough for this class, my grades aren't whatever. And just knowing that this team, Jesus and I going into the classroom, um, is enough for these kids. And we have been chosen for this particular group of students um, for a reason. And that, that being just called into that classroom is enough, regardless of how well I quote unquote perform. Um, or like what I do as a teacher doesn't matter as much as the fact that I show up and I'm surrendered to him. You know, I submit my classroom to him every day. And that is, that's what I hold on to on the days Mm -hmm. that I feel all the other thoughts coming at me or the, the lies just going, but I'm still here and he's still here with me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, that's big because I think that the, the thing that we always have to come back to is what am I first and foremost? I'm a daughter. I'm a son of the King of Kings. And like, I just followed him here. This is my platform for bringing the kingdom. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? So we're a glory carrier. So like even and I, I still wrestled with this up to, yeah, I, I even do it as a sub. It's hard to let go of the whole piece of like, but these things didn't get done or I could have done it differently this way, but that's like the criticism piece where the enemy wants to come in. And what really it's about, like, did you deposit what I asked you to deposit today? Did you say the things I asked you to say? <laughs> did you release the words of life? Did you call out gold and kids? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you did it. <laughs> <laughs> just like letting go of all the quote unquote mandates or the have tos or this mm-hmm. is so-and-so this for the next meeting, IEP and meeting in the morning or whatever. Um, but just knowing that God is proud of mm-hmm. you for what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I think it's like just needing to stop and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say some of, you know, when I asked God in the morning, um, in my classroom, what, what do I need to, to hear? Um, he's never told me work harder, do more, uh, all the things that I usually tell myself, mm-hmm. he pretty much the theme is he usually just tells me to have fun. And I love that because I feel like most, <laughs> most teachers okay. were more, we would err more on the side of perfectionism than laziness, you know, like yeah. we think, yeah. Oh, you gotta do this and this better and improve this and this. And Sometimes it might actually be like, just relax a little bit more uh-huh. and enjoy down. <laughs> yes. Like it's, it's all good. Um, and I think that piece of fun, he keeps reminding me of that because 
that's where learning happens. Mm -hmm. And that's where I grow as a teacher is if I'm having fun, I'm going to grow a lot more than me being really critical of myself or uptight and trying to, um, control the environment so that it's just a certain way, you know? Um, so I think it's really just so good that he knows what we need and, um, just can kind of tailor guide us through, I mean, he's the perfect mentor teacher, you know? So Mm -hmm. just, and even it's just one word, he says fun. And it's like, okay, that took me five seconds. Let's do that (laughs) today. And it wasn't this, I had to do this huge ritual. Um, I think it's much simpler than then I tend to make it sometimes. Yeah, no, that's really, really true. Yeah. Yeah. So we just want to encourage the listeners today, just to remember, like you are your father's special, the apple of his eye, and that he is so proud of you just for being there. And your one glance in his direction ravishes his heart. Like it says in the song of Solomon, just remembering though, that, um, the Lord doesn't want you to walk in heaviness. And like Claire said, sometimes it's way easier. Like what he's calling us to is actually breaking off that whole performance. Like let's dust off our shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cause we can definitely err on the side of let, let's not carry everybody's burdens. In fact, I'm going to share just a short little thing, um, that I shared in our kingdom educator group a couple of years ago. And it was my mom encouraged me that when I leave school to remember that sometimes we're carrying things that aren't ours just to take a second to give it back. So like I would get in the car Mm -hmm. and I would just say, Jesus, I just give back to you everything I saw, everything I felt, everything I heard today. And I just give it back to you. I release it to you. And I give back to the students, the staff and all the agendas that everyone had (laughs) and -hmm. all the meetings, just anything, everything that fell on your plate today and just give it to him. And I will tell you, almost every single time I felt this huge, like weight come off my shoulders and my back. And I was like, okay, now I can just go do me. And like, Claire, you said in another episode about the Lord showing you how to be the three o'clock teacher, the one that goes home at the right time (laughs) and having that balance. I felt like that helped release me from a hook that like my, my schoolwork, my corrections, like all the pieces that maybe didn't get done or they should get done or whatever to just let go of them and be like, okay, I'm going to move on to the next thing now, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's trusting yeah. him. It's saying, you know, I did what I can do and that's enough for today. And got it, you know, just knowing he's still in the classroom when we leave, yeah. he's still with those kids and their families after they go home. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can trust him to take care you know, be the good shepherd and we don't have to be constantly worried about everything. Um, in fact, we're supposed to not worry, but it's challenging, but it's, um, just going, I'm going to go do my stuff and Mm -hmm. you can take care of the rest. And I think that's such a good tip that you shared. And I've been applying that just saying, yeah, but I've just got, I felt a thousand emotions today along with these students and all the personalities Mm -hmm. and, um, just being able to surrender that and, mm-hmm. and also find some time to just have some quiet, you know, after school to, yes. to go from that noise to like something that can bring you back to, um, just peace, mm-hmm. um, have been key like routines for me, um, especially as an introvert to be able to come back and not have all of that busyness and noise, even just for a few minutes, um, yeah. trying to, to, find that time to reset for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah, no, that's really, really healthy. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share with your friends in education so they too can be strengthened and encouraged in living their kingdom identity out loud in this pivotal hour. And please subscribe to be the first to hear about my newest resources, in-person and online events, and receive my inspiring bi-monthly newsletter by subscribing to speakingwordsoflife.com forward slash podcast. And be sure to find me on the socials at Speaking Words of Life number four educators. That's Speaking Words of Life for educators. Until next time, don't forget that you're a carrier of God's goodness and what you're doing every day in your classroom is changing lives.